Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. It is so great to be here with you today. It's a chilly morning here in Florida. I think it was 55 or something when I got up early this morning. But the Christmas in the air just reminds me of fall up in New York and that moment when the world begins to shift. And there's so many possibilities as the seasons change. And as um, everyone knows, my mom passed away. Tomorrow will be a month. And there's so many seasons of grieving and of life and of careers and of love that we all go through. So um, I want to thank everybody again for all of your uh, amazing support and love. I posted something up on on Facebook today. I haven't really been on there much because social media has been a little difficult. But I want to thank everybody and your donations to St. Jude's Children's Hospital for pediatric cardiac surgery in honor of my mom who um, wanted that funded for because my brother passed away 44 years ago. Um, from from a heart issue and needed multiple cardiac surgeries. And, um, you know, life is a journey. It is something that every season of your life, things will change for you. And my guest today is a dear friend who I've been trying to think about how long we've known each other, but it's easily over 20 years. Um, maybe, maybe she'll be able to figure it out. Is uh, Marion Edvardson. She's really just been there for me forever and we've been there for each other she's guided me helped me and since my mom passed she's even stepped up even more if that was possible so my friend Marion Edvardson is my guest today she is so passionate about inspiring and empowering you to live your best life she's a certified passion test facilitator she teaches self-care tools which are pretty much the only thing that's gotten me through this last month including EFT, also known as tapping, essential oils, um, just trying to focus on the positives, even while you're grieving, can can help. There's nothing wrong with being sad. Um, matter of fact, it's a part of life. But I, I want to welcome Marion Edvardson to my show today because, um, you know, she's a dear friend and she has so much to offer you, my listeners. So, Marion, thank you for being here. You're welcome, Laura. Um, such a gift to be your guest today. Uh, we've had, like like you said, we go way back and back to some old networking and our past careers, and so we we go through that circuitous journey through life, and you stay with the people who really matter to you. So uh, you do matter to me, and we've gone through lots of paths together, and I see way more ahead that's going to be fun and um, supportive and all those things. Yeah, I, I still remember that day that um, you were about to give birth to your wonderful twin boys at a later stage in your life. And um, George, your husband, was not close to the house. He was over an hour and a half away. And I still had beepers. Remember pagers and beepers? And <laughs> you said, if I paid you, come get me because I'm in labor. <laughs> <laughs> and the snowstorm hit that morning, and you lived on a street that's a steep, steep hill. And my whole staff was like, "Okay, how do we get to Marion if she goes into labor?" 
<laughs> bring a sled. <laughs> and they're all like, okay, well, my car, we can, we, we've got the snow tires, it's heavier. Okay, we can do this one. Well, worst scenario, uh, several of us will walk up the hill and we'll carry her down <laughs> to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Those those were some fun fun days. I'm sure not for you with the worry of oh my god, am I going to go in labor and nobody can come get me? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have to worry about that. Everything went smoothly, and uh, and yeah, and my boys are going to be 14 next month, so we've come a long way. I cannot believe they're 14, and my guess is they are going. They were going nuts during the playoffs for the World Series, but since they are total baseball junkies and Yankee fans, they're really, you guys are all sad. So am I that the Yankees didn't make it, but I'm excited Houston did because I think Houston just needs this right now. Needed that, just as New York needed that back and was so, the games were so wonderful back in 2001 when New York needed that, that excitement and that, um, just that boost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because uh, 9-11 really hit so many of us so yeah. hard over there. And I know you, you lost a family member during 9-11. Right, exactly. Now, now, when you and I first met, you were in the finance industry. and I, Right? Yes, I went from kindergarten teacher to Wall Street and just a, it was just a funny, again, circuitous, journey in life moving to New York City and you know at that time I didn't really want to get into the New York public school system that was a tough area to enter so uh, my um, boyfriend at the time which was my reason for moving we move around life for different reasons he was going to law school in the Wall Street area so that's where I hit the employment agencies and uh, that's how I landed uh, in financial services for the next 32 years, but they were some of the most fun and gro- growth-oriented years of my life. And some pretty high stressful times at, as well during that, being a woman in that industry in the Wall Street area could not have been easy. No, and it was challenging and in a good way uh, because you stretch yourself that way and you, you step up to that challenge especially in those times of adversity, and I was quite the merger survivor. I survived uh, quite a few mergers over those years, and, you know, it was those last, that last merger that just back after 2008, which the whole environment changed, and I said, you know, this doesn't serve me anymore, and my clients kept changing, so I couldn't serve my clients really the same way, and I was getting to that point because I had always been attracted to the personal development industry of helping people be who they are meant to be in this world. And I was very attracted to that, so I started to pursue my life coaching career and made that shift after I got downsized, and actually, gratefully so, I never really looked back. You know, it's interesting that you say you had always been interested in the personal development area because I remember when you and I sat down and we went over some of my financial things at the time, I was always like, wow, you don't approach finance from the usual perspective because you really wanted to understand me as a person. And, and I know financial people try to understand your goals, but it was more than that. You know, you, you wanted to make sure that 
the right thing was in alignment with my goals and that also you stretched me into that slight uncomfortable zone when you know, like you might not want to look at finances and you made it easy to do that. So I think you were always in it. Just now the focus is no longer the finances leading. And the finances are an important part of your life always. That can lead to some of the most stresses in your life. And so I can approach what's going on in your life from a whole different standpoint with some of the tools to help you plan and help you address the stress. You know, that's actually where the EFT or tapping or EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. That's where that started to come into play because, you know, I've always been, I teach positivity. My book that is coming out, I won't say is, is I hope to come out. It, it, it will be coming out within the next year. And the title is Step Into Happy. Uh, 26 simple steps from A to Z to, you know, for loving your life. And because I'm, I teach positivity, I want people to live that wild, audacious life that we all are meant to live. Um, but there's always that other side, the, the, the stresses, the limiting beliefs that say, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time. All of those things come into play and stop you from living your passion. You know, you're getting into the EFT and the tapping came at a really horrible moment for so many people in Connecticut and you've really run with that. And I, I have to say that um, not a lot of people would have stepped up the way you did, but we don't have enough time to go into this um, next question. So we're going to go to commercial break right now and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk some more about Marion's journey. Marion, you got involved with EFT and tapping when uh, Sandy Hook happened. What made you decide that you could help and how you could help? Oh, that's such a sacred place that I, you know, I don't, it's hard to talk about it because it's, uh, it's so delicate. And, I mean, just like 9-11, um, and at the time when I was doing my coaching, I started getting involved with EFT, and I realized how effective it was for just calming. And as I mentioned before, I'm, I teach positivity. That's what I'm all about. But there's that other side that is so difficult, and it can be from a limiting belief to a, a horrible tragedy and trauma that can happen in your life. And so, you know, right at the time when I was trying to figure out really how to deal with that piece of it for people individually was right around the time of the tragedy. And so being a mom, you know, of these twins who were about eight at the time, we all were affected. I live about 45 minutes from Newtown. And... We all across uh, across every border and and in the entire world were affected by that 
horrible situation because these are six-year-olds. You know, how can that happen to to anybody? But it being so close, I said, how can I serve? What can I do to help? And at the time, Nick Ortner, who is one of the top EFT practitioners in the world, reached out to his community and and said, I really am looking, I live in Newtown. How can I bring this to the community? So he had reached out to Dr. Lori Layden, who had worked with the orphan genocide survivors in Rwanda and really turned a community around using EFT where a million people had been massacred and family members experiencing that. So Nick called up Lori and said, what do I do? And Lori was on the ground in Newtown two days later and didn't leave for two years. And they invited a group in, they interviewed uh, or just reached out, and actually I was one of 35 to be part of this kind of uh, founding group to create a, a global, a new model for stress and trauma relief healing in the world. So through that process, I was certified as a level 2 EFT practitioner and while I never worked directly with the community, I mean, now I have been working with them through lots of different avenues, and I'll talk about that in a minute. The, you know, the licensed practitioners are the ones who worked with the, the first responders and the family members. And at the same time, a colleague, now colleague, um, down in Tennessee had had a vision um, and she was working with essential oils and said, how can I get these oils to Newtown because they work, they're a very high, they're doTERRA essential oils and they're very high grade pure therapeutic, certified therapeutic essential oils because they work on an emotional level as well as a physical level. And uh, doTERRA, which was a f- relatively small company at the time, ended up donating a lot of essential oils and came up with a protocol of 13 oils that would deal directly with the trauma and the shock and being able to support the the body systems, you know, and the brain as essential oils can do, pair so beautifully with EFT. Um, and to this day, the practitioners who still work with the community start every EFT and end EFT sessions paired with essential oils. But to become part of that group and just to learn about self-care and to be able to be present to and bring this back to our own communities, to be present with family members or in the community and to to be able to teach a self-care tool like EFT so that we can be prepared to handle the most horrible situations to even small things that are holding us back from living the life that we're meant to live. I do an EFT, an essential oils class, monthly at my church. And every time people come in and often stress and anxiety feelings are, you know, are the, the, the things that people want to address when when they come in and through that process, you know, in grief, you, know, you can tap on anything. You can tap on physical pain. You can tap on grief. You can tap on anger. And what EFT does, 
is by tapping on certain meridian points in the body, it can calm that amygdala, which is that that small gland at the base of your brain, which is your fight, flight, or freeze reaction in your body. And it can calm that so that you can function on a more normal level. So physiologically, what EFT is is a cross between ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology. Yeah, it's, so that it, it really has a scientific basis for being able to calm us so that we can face life with a more everyday balanced it, approach. It's, I find EFT really fascinating because it works so quickly, yet it's not as mainstream as I would expect it to be. And I've had um, an EFT practitioner on here my first year that um, I had the show and it, it's just fascinating to me how simple it is, yet how quickly you can connect in and how deep the work goes. I mean, stuff comes up when you're doing it sometimes that just blows your mind. And coupling that with essential oils and um, connecting you to your own passions is just this perfect trio of... Um, of ideas and, and methods that can make such a huge difference in somebody's life. Now, when you um, were going through the the Sandy Hook stuff and, and learning the EFT, was there any piece of advice that you were given that helped you hold your own self while you were helping somebody else through their struggle? The, the, the beauty and the gift in this whole process by learning EFT under such circumstances, the message was that we have to learn our own self-care and deal with our own stuff because what we have goes back to childhood. You know, when we're children, we have no filters and that changes over life and gets affected by tra- childhood traumas or things that happen in our life. And so until we've dealt with our own trauma and hurt and pain and struggle and stuff, then we can't be present for another person. And so that's why self-care, teaching self-care, self-care for the practitioner, self-care for the parent, self-care even for a student dealing with examination or school stress. That's so important, and to have that tool that we can just bring home and do ourselves. And so it's so much like that flight attendant who says, put your own oxygen mask on first, and then you can take care of those around you. And that, to this day, is such an important piece, so that if when we can be present to ourselves through a place of calm and compassion and love, so that we're not going to be triggered by by someone else's traumas and just personal needs and you know and grief or whatever that is we can be there for that person. Yeah, it's fascinating that that you mentioned that particular thing because as I wrote in my Facebook post today there are a number of people that have just told me you you need to stop. We can't talk to you. You're crying and you need to stop grieving and whatever, and all I keep saying to myself, because people like yourself have said to me, okay, that's them, 
you need to work through your process and it's okay, you know, to go through those hundred foot waves of grief when they hit. Um, it's really interesting the people who have surfaced that are, are able to be present with me and allow me to go through the wave and the waves are so much shorter when I've got somebody like that with me or on the other end of the phone versus somebody who's telling me, don't grieve, stop, don't cry because then the wave just seems to last longer. And we're going to come back with more from Marion Edvardson after the national news break. She is a dear, dear friend of mine, a passion test facilitator, um, certified in essential oils and emotional freedom technique. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. If you're listening to the hot podcast, I uh, hope you had a good half second or mil- nanosecond break for those listening to us live on iHeartRadio. Um, hopefully you started thinking about your own state of being and whether you feel that you're in a good place or not in a good place. And no matter what place you're in right now, it doesn't matter because it's the place you're in. And one of the things I learned through this grieving process and over the 54 years of my life um, that came, it really came through at my parents' service was step by step, breath by breath. It's okay to be wherever you're at. Just take that step by step to move forward into the next place of being. And, and Marion, you know, we've talked about this uh, for the first half of the show, that whole understanding where you're at and being okay with it is also a large part of it. When you're coaching your clients on moving forward, on positivity, on having their best life and finding out what it is that they're passionate about, is there any one or two questions that you pose to them that seems to help shift them? Well, in addition to the questions, which, I mean, you are all about the questions, and I love that because that really does make the shift. Well, so one question is, what makes you happy? What makes you happy? What makes you happy? You know, what what are you not, and then what are you not doing today that you think is stopping you from just living your happiest, best life? You know, when he said, what makes you happy, I'm like, oh, that's that's a simple question, right? Yet, I have struggled with that question for so many years because I'm not really sure what it is I I can tell you what might make me happy in a moment but don't know overall what makes me happy you know I being happy was hanging out with mom doing things being on the radio those kind of things is that what you're when you're posing that question is there some layer of answer to that that lets you know that the person has really connected to the truth of what makes them happy or whether it's a surface thing? Well, as you know, we I mentioned that when we're children, everything is unfiltered. So when you watch children play, it's all just innocent and fresh and, and pure. And so often I... If if someone is stuck, I may say, what did you have fun doing as a child? 
sometimes you might want to take them back there or have them go through a visualization to kind of talk to that child and just talk to that child within and ask them. Like you said, I might know what makes me happy at this moment. And right there is a place to stop and say, well, let's do more of that and then try to expand on that a little bit more because all of a sudden we get stuck between, well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that because my my parents told me I should be doing this instead of what I really want to do, you know, from, you know, watching the the Cubs, especially the Chicago Cubs, doing their happy dance in the bullpen when something happens during the game or just watching Jimmy Fallon just he is just having fun in life. Everything that he's doing in every aspect of every interview and every person who he talks with or, you know, playing music. What music makes you move? You know, what are your favorite songs? And that might just evoke, oh, yeah, and I that brings a memory in. And so let's go there a little bit more. Is it possible for just doing what makes you happy, um, for it to become destructive. And I want to clarify that a little bit. I was talking to a friend last night and I was really sad and they're like, have some ice cream. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really eat a lot of ice cream. And they're, you know, and, and it brings back memories of every night mom having ice cream. And they're like, well, you probably have some ice cream in the house still. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, not my favorite flavor. And, you know, it was one of mom's favorite cherry vanilla. And they're like, well, what's your favorite? And I'm like, well, have you ever tried Breyers Girl Scout Cookie Thin Mint ice cream? And he's like, no, I've had it with um, Girl Scout cookies and I've had Breyers ice cream, but never combined. And he's like, I can hear it in your voice. It makes you so happy. You need to go get it and eat a quart of it. And, you know, I almost turned around and went back to the store and, and got some. And then I was like, I don't know. Um, I know that having that is not something I can just stop myself when I have it, I eat it, and it almost feels like it's trying to stuff myself or artificially make me happy. So is there a line on things like that? Well, you said you said two things around that. One is that that might make you feel better, and then that person had said, well, go eat a quarter, quarter quart of it. And I know so they were joking with me, but you know what I mean. No, but that could trigger something and that might say, that might force you to or have you look at your choices. So if if you always keep your choices within what would give make your life ideal, like with the passion test we say when you're trying to identify your top passions, when my life is ideal, I am... And then you would list what your top passions are. And if part of that is to live a happy life and part of that is to live a healthy, fit life and we stay aligned with that, then we're not going to make a choice that is going to go against living that happy life. So we might have a, a cup of ice cream. We're not going to eat a quarter of, a quarter of ice cream. And I, I know that Breyer's Girl Scout Cookie Thin Mint Ice Cream, I can't stop. And I, I've never had that. I might just have to go try that now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's, it creates the happy 
inside <laughs> and I was trying to figure it out why and it kind of leads back to the essential oils. They actually have oil of peppermint in it. Oh, well, there you go. And the oil of peppermint is the oil of a buoyant heart. So peppermint can actually support on an emotional level and maybe get to that heart place that that we need to get to sometimes. Can you just ingest oil of peppermint or do I need to get it through my Girl Scout cookie thin mint ice cream? <laughs> well, which also has chocolate and other things in it, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, again there's um and I only talk about this with doTERRA oils because I trust them. Um, most oils that you're going to pick up are going to say not for internal use. Um, but because of the level of testing uh, that doTERRA does, um, you can look at a bottle of doTERRA essential oils, and if it says supplemental facts, as it would say on your food container or your cereal box, supplemental fact might say one drop diluted in eight ounces of water or something, which means that, and again, that's a choice, you know, whether a person wants to do it, take it internally or put it on topically, and especially we're so used to essential oils being aromatically diffused. That's what people remember, you know, or putting a drop of lavender on your pillow. Um, you know, you just, uh, you know, a drop can can be safe to ingest but you want to only do that with the right oils. Very, very clear about that one. Well, that makes sense. So oil of peppermint is about the heart. Yeah, on an emotional level, there's a, there's a wonderful book called Emotions and Essential Oils that you can find on Amazon. And there's an emotional, this goes back, you know, really hundreds of years uh, because the essential oils have been around for a long time that they support on an emotional level. So, um, so yes, you it, can you look know, at the emotional aspect, and I know that oil peppermint can be about a buoyant heart. Interesting because, you know, they always say that smell is a major trigger for memory, and it can mm -hmm. come from anywhere. And my mom always wore white shoulders, so I've kept a, a bottle of it nearby, and every, when the grief's really bad, I just open it. Mm -hmm. So what are there any particular oils that you have found in the work that you're doing? Um, and you know what? I think, um, Mr. B, we're going to cut out to commercials so that we can um, go over this next part about some essential oils. Marion, we'll be right back after this commercial break, okay? Sure. Marion, before the break, we were talking about oil of peppermint and Breyer's Girl Scout cookie thin mint ice cream. And you said that oil of peppermint is for a buoyant heart. What are uh, a few other um, essential oils that are great to just have on hand for emergencies and to help us through life on a daily basis? Oh, I have my favorites. My, so my favorite, I think, is wild orange, which on an emotional level is the oil of abundance. And when I mention that, these are directly from that essential Emotions and Essential Oils book that I mentioned before that you can you can find that on Amazon. Uh, but wild orange, the citruses first of all, and and again, what we like to do is really go back to how what oils could serve you. What are your top health concerns or lifestyle choices? What do you want to change in your life? Whether it's taking the toxicity out of your house, which might be diffusing 
lemon, something as simple as a lemon, or our protective blend, which has clove and cinnamon, which can actually kind of clear and push away just some of the pathogens that could be in the air. But wild orange, the oil of abundance, is so uplifting and refreshing. It's just one that I actually carry around in my pocket a lot. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I'm based here in Vero Beach in Indian River County, which is the heart of citrus for mm. for the U.S. Indian River County citrus is known worldwide for our oranges, and they're just coming in. Now, granted, a lot of our crop got damaged by Hurricane Irma, but they're just starting to pick the oranges mm. and, and the grapefruit and stuff, and we're starting to see the fresh things and Normally, you'd smell the orange blossoms in the air as they're coming at different points during the year as the the oranges are ripening. So that's perfect that you mentioned wild orange while I'm sitting here right in the heart of orange country. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to get back down there because your oranges are amazing. Yeah, they they truly (laughs) are And when you squeeze the rind, you know, the the essential oil is that that oil sac that that is distilled right off of the the plant or the root or depending on where the oil is coming from. But with the citruses, it comes from the rind. So it's not the juice of the orange, it's the rind. Um, And one thing to talk about essential oils, citrus oils, they are, they're highly photosensitive. So if you put in a set, if you swipe your neck with wild orange and you go out in the sun, you might get some sensitivity or, you know, browning or tanning or, you know, even a little bit more of, you know, depending on how sensitive your skin is. So we always talk about the precautions also with essential oils and make sure that you're using them safely and putting your citrus oils on in a place that are not going to be exposed to the sun for 12 to 24 hours and, um, you know, make sure that you're using them safely. Okay. What's another um, essential oil that people should consider having on hand? So three of my favorites are we have a respiratory blend, a digestive blend, and a protective blend, which supports your immune system. So, you know, especially this time of the year where you have the seasonal threats out there, you really want to make sure that your foundational health is supported, and the essential oils can do that so well. And so those are three oils. We have a... We have a a family essentials kit that's 10 oils that actually start to replace your medicine cabinet. So what a beautiful thing to have just 10 oils in there instead of some of the other things that are filled with synthetics and, and fillers that often are not good for our bodies. So another reason why I, I, I love these essential oils, I can't believe that I didn't have them in my life or know about them prior to, you know, just about, four and a half years ago. You know, we have a, a yoga a set of three yoga oils that are just beautiful and subtle. Yoga oils? Yes. So we had an international yogi, uh, Elena Brower, who if you do yoga, you might know that name. Uh, she also uses essential oils extensively, and she worked with doTERRA to come up with three oils, a line anchor and arise that you can use throughout your yoga practice because again the oils can work with your body to help align or 
anchor you, ground you, as you're doing your breathing exercises or your meditations. They're they're a beautiful set of oils. That's an, uh, There's lots of different uh, groupings of oils that we can use so beautifully. I love the whole idea of essential oils combined with the tapping, combined with passion tests, because it helps you clear the different layers of what's going on because sometimes you can't see what's next because you're stuck in in the past. I've been listening to a lot of Joel Osteen lately mm-hmm. because um, drives have been very difficult because I'm alone with my thoughts. Even when listening to music, I'm like alone with my thoughts. And the last thing that I can deal with is um, a massive crying jag while I'm driving on the highway mm-hmm. at 70 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So um, Joel Osteen is full of positivity and, and things like that. And one of the things he's, he talks about a lot lately is if you're stuck in your past, you can't see your future. So where do you choose to dwell? How have you found that essential oils have helped you move forward? Or your clients? Well, one of the things I learned when I first started to learn about essential oils is essential oils soften the soil of our memories and our emotions in a safe way that they can help you get to where you need to go. And what I learned so beautifully with the oils and especially with EFT, that we can look at where we are today without judgment and just say, this is where I am today. If we don't acknowledge where we are today, we can't get past that because what we resist persists. So as with your grief, you can't just say, okay, time to stuff it and move on because you're not going to work through it that way. And what, what did someone say once? The best path around something is through it. It's funny because my dad always said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? My father always said, if you keep hitting a wall, <laughs> just Stop and look to either side or above it or below it or behind it because sometimes the best way through it is to step back and reevaluate and it doesn't always have to be so hard as going through that brick wall <laughs> well that's in a way that's similar because if you have to work through something and you're stuck there sometimes that's just something to notice what you notice and just say this is just acknowledge that you're there acknowledge that that wall is there and that might be a reason to go do a yoga class or you know you don't want to hit keep hitting your head against the wall and i just got that you meant through it not meaning bash your head through it but the best way through it is is best way forward is through it you can't avoid it but there might be an easier way to get through it than just going straight ahead i just got that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you for that, my dear friend. Just that, that just like washed all over me <laughs> in my whole being right now. Just well, that. Or as Yoga Bear, Yogi Bear always said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> I love Yogi Bear. Knowing that you're a baseball fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I grew up in the Yogi Bear era. And um, you <laughs> I know, know you did. My first job offer was from the Yankees. I didn't take it, but it was my first job offer. 
Billy Martin, George Steinbrenner era. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're coming to the end of the show. What? How can people reach out to you, um, work with you, um, get some uh, essential oils or whatever? What's the best way for them to reach you? I think the email would be the best. And feel free to email me just to ask questions. And if you have any questions about any of the things that we talked about, my email is, is pretty simple. It's we be happy. Uh, which are actually my son's initials, we be happy 22 because they're twins, at me.com. I love that. And so it's W-E-B-E-H-A-P-P-Y 22 at me.com. You know, I never realized that that was <laughs> their their initials, but yeah, it so is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to give a shout out to your amazing three men in your life because they are pretty spectacular and and amazing men so if anybody wants to reach out to mary and you have a question about oils you're interested in a passion test um maybe you need some eft it's we be happy 22 at me.com last thought about 30 seconds long marion that you'd like to share with my listeners just that you are we all are unique dynamic, beautiful, divine beings, and that we are meant to live and serve and just be happy. So I hope that you pursue that and and live every day that way. And Laura, thank you for having me on your show. It was such a special day today to have this gift. Thank you. Yeah, it was totally awesome having you on. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this today because you're a special person in my life. Well, and you are in mine. Everybody, I, you know, where you are in your life is a moment in time. And step by step, breath by breath, I, I wish for you that you can take that next step into whatever's next for you. And remember, everybody, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking today? Hug somebody you love, and most of all, have a happy and special day today. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. Hey,